Welcome to Sneaky Athletic, your favorite podcast. This week, we're going to get into our normal segments, Beef Lifestyle, What the Feed, Google This. I have a little SAP MDB. I think you do, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to cover LeBron versus Freedom um, and go over the NBA versus China once again. Talk a little playoff baseball, college football. Mizzou's ranked now, big things. Uh, some key losses as well. Uh, we have the NFL do a little recap. Uh, top four, bottom four, maybe a little preview action. Uh, then we have a couple other topics, and then we'll finish up with gambling at the very end. Uh, but before we get to all of that, let me read an ad from our sponsors. Uh, the boys at Fertilizer Service Company, they're hooking it up good. They're keeping your ground fertile whenever you want, whenever you need. Uh, they're the plug. They got the good shit. Uh, so if you need them in the northwest Missouri area, make sure you hit them up at 660 660- Six eight six two four zero two. You tell Pyatt we sent you, cause they're keeping God's country as good as she grows. All right, let's get started. Bowed my soul, I gave it all, but loving you was never easy. All right, man. How was your weekend? Uh, it was pretty good, honestly. Um, I won't go straight into my beef and lifestyle because my parents actually came up and visited me. So I got a little break from uh, where I live, which don't get me wrong. I really like those people and they've been really nice to me. But, you know, it's always nice to uh, just get a little vacay. And, you know, so they came up. We went around. uh and I'll tie a lot of what we did into what we did later. So how was homecoming, buddy? Let me get right into my beef. Okay. Because <laughs> the city of Columbia doubles in population. When yeah. it's homecoming weekend and like, you know how we, like this whole last year we've been going to, like we already avoid the college bars just because it's not our scene. But like we still go to bars that are still popping. Homecoming in Columbia there isn't a single restaurant or bar that isn't packed from like five o'clock on Thursday. It's like a tourist attraction. Everybody comes back. I couldn't believe the amount of stories of people going back on. I honestly, it's the most jealous I've been since I've been out here. It was insane. Like it was so much fun, but there was also like, I mean, you, there was no Uber that you didn't wait for at least 20 minutes for Christ. And I bet the surcharge was crazy. Yeah, it was 20 bucks, no matter what. And so then you're sitting there, and like our favorite bar is fucking packed. And we, I mean, we still went out, and then you're just trying to meet up with everyone. And I love seeing everybody, but I wish we could just all be in one place where it's not going to be that way. So then you're trying to make everybody happy. Uh, I don't know. It's just, it's like I enjoyed the Troy weekend <laughs> way more, you know? Like, it was just the bars were empty, like, you know, Ubers was six bucks to get home. I don't know. Uh, overall, I mean, it was it was, a, it was a fun time, but it's just so stressful. The house was full. We had Logson's parents here, and we had friends in, so it's just a lot of stress. It, it, takes, some, it takes a year off my life. Every homecoming does. I don't doubt it. Um, I've 
have an old Mizzou helmet in my room that I've had since a child. It just has no padding and it. it's not real. It's just plastic. But I will say I'm sick of getting Snapchats of people in it. Yeah, everybody loves to put it on. It's ridiculous. That's not my beef. My beef is lack of awareness in public. I've noticed that uh, not necessarily me, but other people whenever I'm around, like, you know, they'll just stand in the middle of the you know aisle at the grocery store or, you know, standing right in the way of everybody where they're walking. Just how hard is it to understand, hey, this is the end of the staircase. Maybe we should take a few steps over it. It's just killed me all like weekend. They have, they have no pocket presence. Pretty much, you know, they can't look around. My big thing has been like super direct eye contact in front of them, like put my face in front and just make it known that I'm just staring at something. And nine times out of ten that works, but you still get that douchebag and that tenth time. And you know, there's certain things I am super unaware of, but other people are not one of them. So get your act together. People love living in their own world. It's crazy. Hey, I do it all the time, but uh, you know, you bump into reality. For sure. Uh, so, what's your lifestyle? So, we went to a lot of museums. We, you know, we're doing a couple of things over the weekend. Try to get as much done in the short time that we had out here. But, you know, there's some museums that are just uh, how do I say this delicately for old people. So. Yeah. You know, figuring out how to enjoy those things that are, are for older people, for example, puzzles, reading the newspaper, yelling at children, you know, you can find joy in any of those and, you know, trying to figure it out at a young age to where you're not lost and depressed at 70, I feel like is not a terrible skill. The museums have just never really been a me thing. So I might change your opinion on that in the next couple of segments. I got maybe, some good stuff. Maybe it's just because most of them involve a lot of reading. And you know that's not really my thing. I took my Adderall before I went, so I was I was locked in. Fair enough. Uh, my lifestyle tip, layer up, boys. It's personality season. Mm, love it. Oh, you love to see it. Uh, I've been all over the market grabbing fleeces left and right, <laughs> just buying them up. Um, a big shout out to Uniqlo, it's who sponsors Roger Federer. Uh, it's Writing that down. U N I Q L O, best fleeces in the game. Cheap too. They have great joggers. Yeah, they're uh, they're real deal. I'm looking for some classic sweatshirts this season. I've seen a couple of really hot ones out there, and I I'm gonna get more into the sweatshirt look. I like that. Yeah, Uniqlo's outerwear is great. And it's really cheap. Nice. Nice. So yeah. I um, am going to try to go ahead and change your mind right now about museums. Okay. So I went to the International Spy Museum this weekend, and they had a whole display on how spies used to smuggle things back and forth. My two favorite pieces from this exhibit were, one, back in the day of rampant homophobia and people wanting to get by pat downs some smart dude decided he was going to make an extra large ball sack for guys and hide a couple of things in there people didn't want to go and pat down your junk so you know they were smuggling things in the balls on top of the balls 
you know, where the pee comes from. That's where it's yeah. stored. I think my dad smuggled me in his balls for a few years. I think mine too. That's weird. Yeah. A lot more in common than you think. So the other thing is spies have these like dead drops. They'll, you know, whether it's information or cash, they'll put it somewhere that's hard to be discovered. And, you know, the person who's intended to find it is told the location that has to go out and find it. So they wanted things that weren't, you know, easily seen or typically picked up. So one of the things that somebody made was fake poop to hide notes in. And the, my first thought is like, what if you grab the wrong one? That'd be that'd be the worst thing ever. It's a shitty day. For sure. No pun intended. <laughs> There's plenty of great things in there, real interesting stories. Uh, yeah, it kind of led nice. me down like a wiki hole for my Google this. But um, I'll let you go ahead with uh, your what the feed. Yeah, so my what the feed. Um, I, I noticed this from a local radio station from my hometown. They had retweeted this. Uh, it's the art, article is titled New Jersey man allegedly threatened farmers who denied him sex with their animals. So this guy uh, up in New Jersey, he was going around and he was just kept berating farmers um, like, hey, can I please have sex with your horse? And they're like, no. And he'd be like, hey, can I please have sex with your cow? And they're like, get out of here, man. The guy got so mad that none of the farmers would let him have sex with his, their animals. He was going around slashing all their tires and like setting up homemade spike traps on the roads. And like, I think he was tearing down mailboxes and shit. Well, they finally like tracked him down and it, it's really funny. So, well, the one part's not cause they found a homemade gun in his like backseat, but then they literally found like homemade spike traps in his backseat. And they're like, we found 50 of these around the place. Like, it's you. You think at some point you would just buy a cow? Yeah, he must have been really poor. I don't know. You know, there's plenty of uses for it. Um, obviously, the one that he has in mind probably isn't the best, but uh, it's definitely not top five. <laughs> I can't imagine the puns that he could have used whenever he was turned down. Yeah. I mean, I'm just trying to imagine him like trying to secretly ask and be I think like you're just up front right okay I, I mean i'm looking at his face and he's probably an upfront kind of guy you can't sneak that in there it's like, a real hard thing to drop I, do you think the word like porker like gave him a boner <laughs> <laughs> i think having a cow was his wet dream Ugh, what a terrible way to live i'm just horsing know. around though me too. So I'll go ahead and get into my Google this, which is this rabbit hole I was led down of J. Edgar Hoover, former FBI director, was violently against MLK. Um, if you know, you know anything besides the great things about MLK, he loved cheeseburgers and sex, and that wasn't, you know, a great thing for a uptight white man back in the day. But the reason that MLK was on J. Edgar Hoover's enemy list was because he actually got funded by the commies. The Russians were funneling into his campaign advisor and a political party he was associated with large amounts of money and, you know, bringing it back to the States and distributing it 
and Jay Agarhu was pretty concerned. Um, it makes a lot of sense from a Russian stand, like perspective. Like you would want to, you know, break up the nation. Thankfully, it made us stronger. But uh, MLK, Kami? Question mark. Mm, definitely uh, into the hookers. That that's an exclamation point on that. Um, I don't know. Question mark on the Kami for sure. I think that's super interesting. There's a lot of things. It's just like I, I like to think about stuff that's going on now. How will it be taught to others or how will it be interpreted 50 years from now? Because I bet during the time people were like, yeah, sure, like he's pretty good, but he, he also has like some bad parts of him. Um, you know, like he's doing a lot of good and ha- stood for a lot of stuff that was really great. But like I just wonder how like – I don't know. Somebody else would be – somebody in our time right now will be interpreted because like the way he was taught to us in school, you wouldn't have heard of all that stuff. Oh, for sure. And they absolutely realized that in the time, like one of the things that they did to try to, um, you know, kind of hinder his view in the public was actually sent a tape of I don't remember if it was like actually him having sex or him talking to a prostitute, but they sent that tape with like a letter to his wife, like trying to entice a divorce. Yeah, I mean, he used to bang them in the churches. Cheeseburgers and titties like it's a great combo. I mean, nothing's wrong with that. Uh, so my Google this is this Irish man who had his family play a hilarious recording at his funeral. So he he pre-recorded this message to all his family. From what it seems like, this guy was an absolute gem to be around. Like he seems like the the funniest, like happy-go-lucky guy. Uh, and it it really sucks that he passed. I'm not really sure what what it was from, but it, from, from what I've read, it, he knew well ahead before mm-hmm. he was going to die. Like kind of one of the – like it must have been cancer because they gave him, you know, you have six months or whatever. Well, he just starts off the recording and he's like, what – you know, he's got this like deep Irish accent. And he's just got like, it. what the – he's like, what the fuck? It's so dark in here. And then he just starts banging on a table. <laughs> he starts banging on wood. He's like, let me the fuck out of here. It's so fucking funny. And everybody's cracking up at the funeral. And it's like – there's kind of like it almost warms my heart because funerals are such a fucking terrible experience, and to have someone you love so much make you laugh one last time, like that's a great way to remember them. I honestly want my funeral to be a party. Like I, I, I agree with that. I want it to be a celebration of my life, not a mourning of my death. Yeah, birthdays are for the dying, funerals are for the living. Exactly. Absolutely, completely agree. Uh, you got anything to watch this week? So. I just finished up Gemstones. It it's and it's renewed for season two. Just wanted to get mm-hmm. that out there. Uh, it was great. Uh, we also finished up a Euphoria. Uh, whatever mixed reviews. I'm 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 not quite settled on that one. But something that is I will put the must watch on is Succession. Did I just hear the third guest? Yes, my computer. Okay. Yeah. Uh, old girl had to chime in. Um, have you seen Succession at all? No. So right now I'm hooked on HBO series, um, obviously because the three I just listed. But so Succession is about this really rich family living in New York, and they're they're basically like the kids are all starting to take over for their dad. So you think? Um, I don't know. It's great. It's it's really funny and. The, the actors in it are, are just amazing. I've only seen the first three episodes, but I'm hooked. Like, I it can't was, really... 
Go ahead. I can't really like give you a full description, but it's fucking hilarious. Like it's it's more of like a dry sense of humor type stuff. It was supposed to be based on the Kennedy family. Yeah, I know. So it's that was a joke. Yeah, see, I don't really know. Yeah, I don't really like. I I'm just getting into it, but it has a cult following, and it's yeah. Just after three episodes, I'm like, all right, I can see why people fuck around with this show. Worth it? Oh yeah. Another thing that was worth it, the Joker movie. So you went and saw it as well, right? Yeah, I've seen it. I think the two strong points are you really relate because he doesn't start off as the Joker and they really, you know, settle that into your brain before he develops into that character. Um, You know, there are some big things that I didn't like. Um, You know, he pretty much had his whole life lied to him about. And I feel like someone who is really introspective about the world around him, he should have looked into that more. you know I don't care. <laughs> Just at Damn. the end of the day. But it's a good movie. I, uh, I'll i save the people from the rest of it. What would you think? I, I thought it was great. Uh, I, I gave it an 8.3. Uh, I do think it's worth going and watching. Mm-hmm. I think uh, Phoenix, Joaquin Phoenix does a great job. I, he owns that role. And when you're the Joker, you have to. I mean, it's just like such an iconic, important. There's, you know, all the, all the greats have hit it. You know, there's been so many great people who've gone through and, and done it. And I think he, he doesn't take away from it. He adds to it, uh, a different chapter. I think it's very thought provoking. Um, I maybe went into it thinking it was gonna make me say like, what the fuck, a little bit more. I think I just had like such high expectations, but it, it is, uh, you know, it, it. It does make your brain work. I don't know. I enjoyed it. There's a point where I out loud gasped in the theater that I was like so shocked. There, yeah, there. I would say there's one good, one good like, oh shit. But I thought there was going to be a lot more, I guess, is the way I was going. But Mackenzie went with me and she actually enjoyed it. And she's not really a fan of all that. She just liked it. That's Chandler's girl for everyone who doesn't know. Yeah. I uh, would say it was worth the money, but... I accidentally didn't eat before I went and had dinner there, and uh, rough. But other clowns this week, LeBron. Oh, LeBron LeBron blames. um, (laughs) I couldn't get that out. Might have to edit that part out. Um, So, like I said earlier, LeBron versus freedom. This whole NBA versus China versus freedom. It's the gift that keeps on giving. Yeah, it's the most content were the subject the NBA of course you know the NBA they're not quite in the into the regular season so they have to be in the headlines right um they're like the the NBA is like the youngest child who just constantly needs attention or it thinks it's going to die i don't disagree with that and NHL is the old man you know the NFL yeah, deserves respect yeah the NFL is the workhorse Mm-hmm. For sure. Um, I don't know. that. It's just – they just need to flat out say – I think nobody – a lot more – well, I shouldn't say nobody. A lot less people would be mad if they just came out and were like, hey, guys, it's about the money. You think like, so? I, I do. It'd be like we're not trying to say that – like we made this decision because of the money. We're done talking about it. So – I don't think that's true for everyone. Um, I do think it's true for LeBron. 
I mean, very obviously his, you know, billion dollar deal with Nike uh, would suffer tremendously. Uh, They were burning LeBron jerseys in Hong Kong. Um, You know, it just it wasn't a smart move for someone who's really cool and calculated um, and didn't go to college to disrespect someone who wasn't educated that went to MIT. Yeah, I mean, that just he just sounded dumb saying that. I just thought of something. Go ahead. This is a fucking inside job. Everyone in China already bought their jerseys. They already bought their merch. How do you get them to buy more fucking merch? You have them burn all their fucking merch. Oh, I think they're burning all this. Now they're going to re they're going to reconstruct a TV deal for even more money. After they've canceled everything, they're going to sell twice as much merch because all the teams, all the teams switch places. So the people with the AD jerseys were like, oh, we'll just go ahead and keep these. We don't need new LeBron ones. And then guess who just got to Houston? The second biggest team in China need new Russ jerseys. Like this is just a Nike brainstorm to get more revenue. Houston scrubbed from China, so they're off the internet. Uh, they're you know no longer really recognized. They're not playing any more games there. I do think that that's interesting because uh, the way things are looking, there's going to be about six months where Hong Kong doesn't have internet access or outside media, and then their population is going to like cut down to a quarter of what it is, and then there's going to be a lot more Chinese people instead of Hong Kongers. And I think at that point you have to like really repopulate the streets. So uh, there might be a decent amount of uh, LeBron jerseys sold. Maybe they let him have two kids. We'll mm. see. What is a quarter of the population of Hong Kong? Four million. It's a fourth of it. I'm gonna look up the population of Hong Kong. I don't know. This whole thing is just a. It's just so crazy to me that that it just has to be about money because. They're, they're so outspoken about American stuff where they know things aren't going to go wrong. I don't know. Well, it's, I think very obviously with you know the league, it is for money. But like someone like Steve Kerr, who's been getting a lot of heat, you know, he went out and he definitely said he was against it. But after the you know NBA came out and like pretty much put a gag order on it, he hasn't said anything, and people are you know really raking him over the coals, dragging him through the street. But I think at that point, if you're Steve Kerr, you have to think about one: if I violate this, you know, I don't think it's really for money for him. I think he's fine where he is. Am I going to be penalized and taken away from my team, completely fired? You know, they're in a situation where, don't get me wrong, their assistant coach is great, but Steve Kerr is such a player's coach. He's really, you know, one of the few coaches that I feel like has an impact, regardless of how big his stars are, that, you know, he really is at this point not thinking. He's made a statement. You know what it is. You can look it up. He's not going to repeat himself. There's a gag order. And you can look and see that he's more concerned about trying to make sure that this team stays together and stays focused. And I'm not going to blame him for shutting up and dribbling. Uh, Yeah. It's just such a deep, deep subject. And it's like, I'm like, people who are experts on it are are not really sure what, you know, what exactly to say. It's like, let alone a fucking NBA player or coach or anybody in sports. It's hard to give a very clear right um, path to fix it. Um, do you I have agree. anything else on it? No. Okay. Well, since um, 
MLB playoffs are going on. We'll switch it up a little bit because we're both Royals fans. Yep. And what do you do during the off season? You, you think up the huh? Go ahead. Dumb shit. You just, you gotta burn time, right? Oh yeah. So I have compiled a couple of all-time great uh, MLB Reddit posts to uh, go through here. The first shit post that we have is. For teams without a retractable roof, wouldn't it be cheaper to have helicopters hold a tarp above the stadium while it rains? No. <laughs> what? My favorite comment was, I hope they study your brain after you die. Yeah, that's the dumbest shit I've ever heard. So the next one I have for y'all is, as a baseball noob, can someone explain to me how the Cleveland Indians got so much shit for their mascot when the Orioles mascot is a bird in fucking blackface. Buddy, I don't know if you've seen an Oriole. They're uh, black. Yeah. They're not but, uh, orange. Good try. Good try. Um, this one is my personal favorite. Why the 2018 Angels would have won exactly as many games if Mike Trout quit baseball and stuck to meteorology. So this gives him um, essentially godlike powers <laughs> to... Um, control the weather and they took his wins above replacement added in a couple of factors where Mike Trout's late game contribute contributions wouldn't have been uh, enough to win the game and thus if the game would have ended early because of his summoning abilities to thunderstorms he would have had the same difference as a meteorologist um, this one is apparently written by Mac from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Oh, nice. And goes by the name of what baseball position would top naked bodybuilders play and goes into very deep detail. I mean, into the muscle tissue massage detail of Boy. these men and how they uh, each would fill in their role. Uh, the last one is who is Kodiashi? I recently started listening to Philly radio broadcast, this guy's saying, and he keeps hearing the announcers call someone Kodiashi, and he's like, you know, I've been listening, I've tried to look up different spellings of the name, and I can't figure it out. Can anyone help me? Um, the player's name is Cody Ayashi. Oh, boy. That's a classic mix-up. Classic mix-em-up. Yeah. So, you know, if you uh, don't have time, you can bless people with things like that, and uh, it's really the cream of the crop there. For sure. That's the top ten. So let's uh, get into the meat of it. You want to talk some football? Unless you got any uh No, I want to talk some football, bro. All right. Let's go. So ahead. let's do a little college football recap. Uh, our boys are ranked. Mizzou. Yeah. Uh, ranked 22nd. There were some big losses. On uh, the upper portion, well, actually all throughout the top 25, uh, starting with uh, Georgia at three, losing to South Carolina, uh, which, I mean, if we want to be honest, and Florida lost as well, Mizzou's in the, dri in the driving seat in the SEC East. Uh, they still have to play both of those teams. Right. Uh, that was my question for you was, you know, there's this hypothetical that's been going around and you know they are undefeated until november they don't have a real strong schedule then and then they have to play those teams so how do you think the end of the sec east shakes out i think georgia's gonna clean up i mean i think they're gonna you know finish up south carolina will lose to 
probably Florida or somebody. You know, South Carolina's not going to win it. Uh, they play next week. That game is next week. Yeah. Or this coming week once this episode drops. They're going to they're gonna lose. Um, but, yeah, I, I think Mizzou's in the driver's seat. Now, what they'll do with it, I don't know. It's pretty tough when the defense is banged up. Uh, Kelly Bry- – or, uh, excuse me, Kale Garrett down for the year. Kelly Bryant is – is healthy and which is a nice, uh, we didn't really know that this time last week. Uh, but it, I don't know. It just feels good to be ranked. It feels good to at least be positive about one of my teams. Um, but and on the other side with the talking about the Florida loss, LSU looks like one of the most dominant teams, at least this, if not this year in the last couple of years, they look really good. So coach O did one of the things that few coaches have done him, urban Meyer, uh, the guy that runs church camps and also coaches the Clemson team. So Dabo. Yeah. uh, He came out and his record against top 10 teams right out of the gate is like five and one or six and one with the one loss being to Alabama. I think he's the real deal. And I think more than anything, this team is probably the real deal. We haven't seen this out of somebody. Well, I mean, for a while, their offense finally looks, their offense finally looks good because they went to the Saints and they said, "Please teach us how to offense." Inconsistent. And the, yeah, and the and they went and got a really good quarterback uh, and signed him. And I don't know, they look great. Like yeah. it's. Did you hear what Coach O said pregame? No. Out on the field, he goes, "Welcome to Death Valley, where opponents' dreams come to die. Go Tigers!" Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. It was. This I weekend- was. It was the sweetest fucking thing. And, you know, his Coach O, Coach o voice, like, it was just so perfect. I watched some of his pregame, like, uh, talk. And, like, he literally, like, punches himself in the face. He's so jacked up. And everybody snaps that chin strap at the same time. Boy, it gave me chills. Yeah, it had me one, wanting to run through a wall. He does the one, two, three, and they all click. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, he's uh, – I watched an interview with him, like, a year or two ago. And he talks about how he gets so fired up in the pregame. He just starts – he's like, you got to pop yourself in the jaw. I'm like, what? Yeah. I don't know that you have to, but you it's kind of awesome. I do oh. that all the time. Oh, yeah? Yeah, constantly. Um, Good for you. I did want to mention that LSU and – or sorry, Florida and Georgia have yet to play. Um, so one of those teams will have two losses. If Missouri can squeak out one against either of them, they'll end up winning the division, which leads to my final question. Uh, you know, way too early college football playoff. Who you got? Um. Well, it's just so it sucks that Alabama and LSU are gonna play, and that they're gonna play in the regular season, and it's gonna knock one of them out. I think it's right now it's enough to be one two. I mean, it's a ways away. Uh, so uh, the winner of that game is gonna be in. Clemson's not gonna play anybody, so they're gonna be in. Oklahoma's not gonna play anybody, so they're gonna be in. So that's three. And then Ohio State, I think they're going to easily win the Big Ten. I think if all those teams go undefeated, that's how it'll be. Um, hopefully something gets shaken up because I feel like if LSU's one loss is, you know, a Bama team that ends up winning the SEC. It, or that if, Bama's, right. if Bama's one loss is to LSU that their record – I mean, LSU has now beaten Texas mm-hmm. at, at Texas, Florida at home, and – they have one other big one, I'm pretty sure. I mean, they're they're legit. 
Yeah, and we talk it, about all these other factors, and they really have everything that that committee looks they for. They also have to play Auburn still, uh, who's ranked 11th right now. So they still they, – I mean, they have a tough road to go. I mean, they're going to come out, and, yeah, they're either going to be one loss or be in the SEC championship game. Like, if they're in the SEC championship game, they're obviously getting in because um, they're going to win and they're going to they're gonna go in. But, like, if they're sitting there one loss is to Bama, and then Bama rolls through – Georgia, whoever, it's like, I don't know, man. I mean, you can make an argument that the Big Ten has enough of this caliber, but especially the ACC, a little bit of the Big 12, you know, like the conference championship game helps, but even both of those teams undefeated Clemson and Oklahoma, I would probably take a one-loss LSU team over. They've just looked so impressive. And Florida, Florida looked so much better without Felipe Franks. It's insane. Oh my God. Yeah. That's the it, best thing to happen to him all season. For sure. It's, I'm glad we're on the same page. It's ridiculous. Um, Georgia's yeah, well loss. Soon. Yeah, for sure. I want nothing but the best for him uh, when he's working at Enterprise Rent-A-Car. But I, Georgia's loss, it, they just looked, Jake Fromm looked like doo-doo. Yeah, I've never seen him play like that. Um, I I don't really even know how to explain it, truly. And then and then Rich Rod let me down. Yeah, that was huge. I thought, you know, he is one of those all-time lock guys. He was like Benetari at the beginning of the season. I I said in our uh, one of our group chats, I was like, should he be like a fourth-round pick in the NFL? Like I had so much faith in him, and he fucking missed. Um, or hot rod. Did I say rich no rod? Is the I answer. hot rod. Yeah, it's hot rod. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Other than that, you got any more college football? No, I'm uh, I'm upset about the NFL weekend. Uh, the referees really did a doozy on this week. It it's really tough when it's such a big league and you think that something like officiating wouldn't really detour the whole thing but it seemed to have left a sour taste in everyone's mouth uh, i mean some teams came out a little bit luckier packers for example than others um i don't know it's tough because they're they're literally like terrorizing a billion dollar league uh what do you think what do you think like the cause of it is because i've heard a couple takes that i kind of agree with so i think that um, anyone who thinks the league is rigged is wrong. Um, for someone to try that hard to get to that level and not put out full eff- effort, um, you know, that's just absolutely ridiculous. But that's not to say that refs don't have personal, um, you know, interest in the game. I talked about this a lot last year whenever the Saints played the Rams and one of the people on that crew used to play for the Rams. Like that just seems like such an oversight that shouldn't happen. Um, you know, maybe they're betting, maybe, you know, they're getting older and we need to, you know, enact harsher restrictions um, just on the overall talent level or, you know, as they get older, change um, how often they, you know, need to renew. Um but it, it just seems like it's getting worse and worse every year. I think that the whole culture of the referees is a huge issue. It seems like the flags or the challenge flags have essentially been a I'm going to double down on my terrible yeah, call. I think, I think that pride has come in the way 
a little mm-hmm. bit too much. Uh, you've definitely seen on these pass interference challenges, these guys feel like they're calling the correct call on the field, and they don't want to admit to millions of people they made the wrong call. Whether that makes them look dumb or not, I don't think they care. I think all they care about is having the correct call. Um, I do think – I Pat McAfee said this. All these NFL networks are plucking these these top-tier officials, and they're sitting in a booth getting paid a lot more. Uh, I think that has to have something to do with it. Like Gene Steratore is a great official, and he's in the booth. Like you have all these guys who are kind of moving on to other – or the careers and it's it's causing one a loss of great experience and then these new guys to come in that i mean are unexperienced i don't really blame them for wanting to make that booth move but i think that that's oh, a great thing that's not know, on as them. people get older yeah they're gonna want to not run around you know like some of the guys out there are jacked uh it's it's literally the dream job what like steratore and those guys do they sit in a room in new york or la surrounded by TVs all Sunday and then just say stuff. And it doesn't matter whether they're wrong or right. They're like, I think that is uh, a catch. And then it's not. And they're like, sorry. And they're yeah, like, okay. I saw it, especially in college football over the weekend where they're like not even prepared for TV. Like they're just getting paid to be there. There is a guy they asked about like, you know, uh, essentially roughing the pass or penalties. And he just like froze whenever he had to talk for longer than he thought and like kept looking down and reading up repeated the same thing two or three times and then you know they gave him a break and went back to it but absolutely it's getting ridiculous uh just a little stat for y'all the average penalties in 2016 and 2017 were 15.8 in 2018 we had a tick up 15.9 this year 18.3 i mean it's just noticeable ridiculous it's just so much more noticeable um I don't know. I don't know the way to fix it. I'm not the guy. Uh, I do think it's another thing, kind of like China NBA provides a lot of content, if you know what I mean. Way to really undersell the <laughs> that uh, first. The NBA versus China? <laughs> oh, my God. It's content, my man. Yeah. Um, well, do you have a way to fix the Chiefs? Get. We need a bye week. Interesting. I, I think that'll help a lot. Absolutely. Uh, we need to get healthy. Banged up. And I, we, honestly, a couple times they were victim to the refs this week too. Yeah. I think Travis Kelsey gets disrespected because he's 6'6", 260, and he can run quite fast and catch the ball really well because um, he was getting mauled on a lot of plays. Left and right. Um, I think we need to make some moves for linebackers and corners. Uh, and offensive linemen, especially on the left side. Our right side of our offensive line is pretty good. Not bad. Yeah. Uh, Mitchell Schwartz, he's good. He's good. He's uh, he's an all-pro. I can tell you this. Cam Cam Irving has never made – and I think I probably said this last week too. He's never made Eric Fisher look so fucking good. I heard somebody say, like, Chiefs are missing their perennial all-pro Eric Fisher, and I was like, wait a minute. Hold on. <laughs> Like, the guy made the All-Star game last year. Like, I don't know about that. Um, but he's made him look really good. Our linebackers might be the worst in the league. Um, and Because we can't, we can't stop the run when it's important. And we can't hold the team. The one time, and it seems like forever, we've held the team under 20 
our offense lays an egg. So I don't know. I th- I don't think it's anything to like burn the ship down. Andy Reid doesn't need to be fired. Um, there's a lot of things that are. It's gonna be okay. Uh, but you know, missing guys like Chris Jones and uh, Eric uh, Eric Fisher. Yeah, those hurt. Those hurt bad. The play calling definitely needs to improve. They need to run the ball a little bit more, mix it up. You, like the running backs on the Chiefs just, are great. You can't run the ball when the left side of your offensive line can't move the defenders. Like that's a just the problem we're dealing with. That's fair. Um, I would like to counter with screen passes. Um, I Andy Reid has done a lot of those, and I just I haven't seen those work as well. And maybe you know that is the same issue of you know banged up. You don't have the same speed. Uh, of your receivers. I think this next week is going to be really pivotal for the Chiefs to win playing the Broncos in Denver because after that, the Packers play at the Chiefs, the Vikings play at the Chiefs. No joke games. They play in Tennessee. Okay, it's not terrible, but you still need to prep. And then, um, you know, after that, they're going into the land of the best fans in the nation, LA Chargers. Speaking of that, let's get into some L.A. NFL. Uh, what a fucking shitty showing for both the Rams fans and the Chargers fans. Couldn't believe it. Whenever the you know Chargers were deep in their own territory and the defense crowd was making noise for the Steelers, it was insane. I'm like, is this a home game? What's going on? Um, they also – so a lot of the players are mad because they played Renegade by Sticks which is um, the Steelers, like, proclaimed, like, song. <laughs> and they played that in the fourth quarter, and then they rickrolled them. They, like, played it, and all this. So they played it, and all the Steelers fans started going crazy. And it was, like, 70 to 80% Steelers fans. Right. And so the, the players got pissed because it was a ruckus environment. And then they rickrolled them, and they're like, I don't care about that. Like, stop doing that. They're catering to these opponents coming in and taking over the stadium and hell the 49ers looks like they were playing a home game yeah it uh it was nuts i and you know it looked a little bit deceiving and the charger steelers because of the gold but i mean if you really look closely at it it was rough it was rough for both of them uh, let's hope that new stadium's worth it looks cool it's only five billion dollars uh it is supposed to host the olympics and something else I can't remember, but they're, I mean, oh, they're talking about Super Bowl, college football, championship game. It'll host like all that stuff when it first opens up. But I mean, as of right now, it just looks like it's going to be a destination for any away fan. Yeah, I agree. Who wouldn't want to go though? Honestly. Beautiful weather. Top four, Uh, bottom four. You ready? Yeah, I'm ready. You, do you want to go first? Do you want me to go first? I want to go first. Okay, go first. So, um, do you want me to go back to back, both of them? You want to do top half, bottom half? Let's do top half, bottom half. All right. So, rounding out, of course, no surprise, New England. Um, after them, we're going to have the only other undefeated team, the 49ers. And then Russell Wilson's playing out of his mind. He's been keeping Pete Carroll afro- afloat for a while. So, they're sneaking in there at three. Okay. I think that they're hitting a groove. I don't think it'll last, but there's a point in every Seahawks season where things seem to be clicking right before they all fall apart in a massive way. Right after that, um, just because they squeaked one by, I'm a little concerned, but I have Green Bay there. 
uh, because, again, the Chiefs disappointed me this week. Interesting. Okay, we are at least different. So I got Pats one, obviously. Uh, we talk about this every week. They're unstoppable force. Um, they look the same. Besides Tom Brady, Tom Brady is looking old. Um, it doesn't matter. Water's wet. The, path, the Pats are Yeah, wet. water always finds its level. Um, San Francisco, they're for real. Their defense, good. Their running game, good. Shanahan, good. Jimmy G, a quarterback. Um, <laughs> so then we have – I have Green Bay at three. Interesting. Aaron, Aaron Rodgers, same kind of thing you were saying about Russell Wilson. Aaron Rodgers has floated this franchise for so long. Um, their running game does look good. I know that, yeah, they were they were close on on the Detroit, but they earned that game. They held Detroit to five red zone field goals. Like their defense, it it – Bend it bent, but it didn't break. Um, they're also their their pass rushing duo, the new guys they just got. I I think that I I can't remember. I lost it, but they're uh, leading the league in sacks. That duo, they have eleven combined. Uh, Wait, I, I thought the Bears were supposed to have the best defense in the league. Wah, wah. Okay. Um, yeah. So there's that. Bears are pretty banged up, um, and we can get into that if you want, but. Then I have uh, the Saints at four because guess who like they're going to get? They're going to get back at some point. Drew fucking Brees. They get a Hall of Famer off the bench at some point in time. Like They got Big Dick Teddy just leading the charge right now. Their defense also looks great. Alvin Kamara, real deal. Uh, Mike Thomas, real deal. So they're fucking good. Yeah, I, I don't hate that. Um, if Brees was there, I absolutely would put them in my list. Um, but until he gets back there... They have one loss, but I just feel like um, Seattle is doing really well. And I don't yeah. want to – I just want to give them recognition because I know it won't last, to be honest. Fair enough. Uh, I don't – that. so I think the two most interesting divisions in football to me, uh, the NFC North with – you know, you have the Vikings, you have Detroit's actually looking good even though they're 2-2-1. Two, two mm-hmm. um, you have the Bears who, if they could – just figure out their offense. They would be such a good team. Oh, I have a and, hint. And, and get healthy. I, I, it's it's something about uh, who's that Trubisky guy? Does it does it rhyme with Bitchell? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, well, I'm not sure because I was told by a Bears fan that he's actually better than Patrick Mahomes. So you know, we'll see. You know, things aren't finished yet. Uh, he hasn't had a strong start, but you know. He was confident in it. Yeah. Trubisky number one. We'll see about that. Um, <laughs> and then the NFC West is also obviously Green Bay's in that North Division. That's going to be fun to watch play out. Uh, NFC West with the Niners. I mean, I'm not going to – the Cardinals, get get out of here. But you got the Niners, Seattle, and the Rams. If the Rams – they did not look very good this last week. Um but they'll be trailing there at the three spot. But I think, you know, Niners Seahawks is going to be a fun battle. It's going to be fun to watch it play out. So who's at the bottom of the barrel for you? Um, so I'll work my way down. So um, at number like 28 or whatever, uh, Atlanta. Same. Too much fucking talent to be this goddamn bad. Uh, it just doesn't make sense to me. Abysmal. Um, right behind them only because I would put Atlanta further back, but – the Redskins, they're just not as talented, um, and they've only won one game. But they did win the good old dumpster bowl against ya boys, the Dolphins. Uh, Cincinnati, 
Yeah. I wish I could bitch slap them. They just wake up. They're a little banged up, but yeah, it's it's rough. Just like uh, it's Ohio. Just beat the Steelers. Just beat them. Um, and then Miami. They're yeah. So Tank City. I agree on pretty much all of it. Um, Cincinnati and Washington are flipped for me. Um, just because I I don't think Washington would beat them in a game. Um, you know, we'll see. We'll see how the coach ends up. But, you know, that's kind of where I'm at. Um, unfortunately, because of, like I said earlier, um, the Chiefs disrupted me and my heart this weekend. I want to get into some betting and my big losses. Yeah, so before we get into that, I did want to mention one more thing. Why the Saints were in my top four. The Pope picked him. The Pope tweeted out and picked the Saints to win last week, and by the will of God, the Saints won. I didn't even watch the game; just put all my money on them. I wish I, I would have followed that. I uh, well, I tweeted it from the account, um, but no, it's whatever. I did pick them last week, and it led to me being four and two, um, even though I lost everything in my bankroll. No big deal. Need to quit gambling, but I won't. Uh, but the, the Pope tweeted out, today we give thanks to the Lord for our new hashtag saints with the logo. <laughs> they walked by faith, and now we invoke their intercisions. Um, that was just programming error on oh, him 1, not realizing percent. it being, uh, well, as you can control. tell. Go ahead. Uh, he doesn't control his own Twitter. But the person who controls his own Twitter is probably not a youngin. No. Probably no. someone who could explain Twitter, and they're like, oh, you got the job. I bet they get paid a lot. I should run the Pope's Twitter. I would. Yeah. I'll take that job tomorrow. That'd be cool. Uh, but so speaking of picks, let's get into the gambling. How'd you do last week? Well, God works in mysterious ways. So Boise, Hawaii over. Just smashed. Just beautiful. And the Nats won for me. I uh, obviously just don't like the Cardinals, so I took them. Um, Like I said, Kansas City broke my heart, and I was really feeling that Tennessee game where they didn't get a single hit on the quarterback. They just played abysmal, and both of those really hurt me. Yeah, the the Chiefs uh, sent me into full tilt like they always do when they lose. I told so, myself I wasn't going to do it. I was like, I'm not going to bet on the Chiefs you know, until they're healthy, back on their groove. And Sunday came along, and I had to. Their money line hit even, and I was like, all, all in, um, which sucked. But that's fine. Uh, let me hear some picks. Let me hear your pick six for this week. So I got the Nats over the cards in this series. I got LSU spread, as we talked about earlier, and ASU spread. ASU is the real deal. I think that you know they are not being given enough credit. They're playing a Utah team that is very good, but I really feel like ASU is going to come out there. Arizona State University Sun Devils. Quick that's shout true. out to my blog that's up, Full Mascot Battle Royale, in honor of Mike Leach. So go check that out. Okay. I also have the Indiana Colts money line. Um, you know, they're minus one plus one, even depending on where you look, I think that they'll pull that out because really Houston squeaked it by, um, you know, and they kind of phoned it in a couple times with the refs, but that Colts defense is for real. And so that's going to be an issue for them next week. I also have the new England spread 
as well as the Philadelphia spread. Okay. Uh, Eagles were one of my losses last week, Same with, along with the Red River rivalry, over. Uh, yeah, that got crushed. Yeah. Like 13-3 to three or something at half? Yeah, it was bad. I mean, they came back and scored. It was like 34-26, but the over was 75 and a half. Uh, so that really sucked. But did go 4-2 and two on a little bit of a hot streak. I just need to listen to my own picks. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to start out. I like Oregon minus three against Wazoo. Um, I think Oregon's pretty legit. Uh, they they showed that Auburn's starting to look like they weren't as legit, but I do think Oregon's good. Um, so I have Mizzou minus 21 and a half versus Vandy. Interesting. Okay. Our friend group who goes to an away game every year has never seen Mizzou win on the road. Every single place we've been, they've lost. It breaks this year. Mizzou by four touchdowns. Four. Um, I like it. I don't know if I agree with it, but I like the energy. Vandy's going to lay over and let us pet their bellies. Uh, then I have Air Force versus Hawaii. Hawaii plus three. Uh, just tough to go all the way out there. Absolutely. Yep. Uh, so then switching into the NFL, I had to have the Chiefs on my card, but I have Chiefs versus Denver over 48 and a half. Um, actually, yeah, I'm going to leave it. I'm going to leave it because this defense can't can't stop anybody. Um, so Trust I don't yourself. Think, you just said that like yep, literally two minutes I know, ago. I know. I'm already trying to psych myself out, but I just think the Chiefs are going to still be able to score. I mean, you saw it. They can still – they're going to score in the 20s no matter what. So I, I see the Chiefs getting into the 30s, winning this game, but still giving up three touchdowns. So I'm going to take that over. Uh, then I have New Orleans plus three versus Chicago. Like I said, I think New Orleans is legit defensively and offensively, even with Teddy Bridgewater. And then New England minus 10 versus the Jets. I know the Jets look good and beat Dallas, and I had Dallas in my top four a couple weeks ago. They are who we thought they were. There's two things about the um, New England line that really makes me like it. Is One, people are hot after Darnold Sam came Darnold. back and yep. came, did so well. But almost every team that has come off of a Thursday game has won that Sunday after Patriots get another day playing on Monday and they are really, obviously Bill Belichick's going to be prepared. He's going to bring the goods. <coughs> you tell me you give Bill Belichick 10 days to prepare for Sam fucking Darnold and Adam Gase and the jets. Give me the Patriots. Give me them all day. It's over. All right. You got anything else? No, I don't. Uh, please check out the blog. We'll have more coming soon. Um, let me know what you think. If you disagree, I want to hear why. But I swear to God, if you tell me that it is the Big Ten, uh, we're not friends anymore. Fair enough. I, I I like it. It's a good. I think it's a good take. Um, so that does it. Make sure you follow us on Instagram, Twitter. Like us on Facebook. Check us out on YouTube. we got some old episodes up still. Uh, we'll be moving forward, hopefully, with some more merch or something. Uh, we're both just fucking slammed right now. So thanks for listening. We really appreciate it. Love you guys. Sneaky athletic.
daddy straight ready to stunt At a quarter to one Just a looking for fun I said a twist for me baby Hit a rip for me baby Take another shot Get lit for me baby Ooh, It's a quarter to two What you wanna do It's a quarter to three, you'll know what I need. It's a quarter to four, 